Sinan here. Just wanted to give you a brief introduction and explanation of what you're about to hear. So, you may have heard our show that we did on Heavy Rain last Sunday. We put it up on Monday. I talked with Zan, with Jeffrey Matleff, with Ditsima about the game for about a couple of hours, and it was a quite a negative podcast. We we were quite critical of the game. So I talked with Joe after the show, and we both agreed that we wanted to do a cart mode, not just about the show, about a few other Q1 games, but because we wanted to provide another outlook on the sh- on, the, on the game. And we had intended for the original show to get Eddie and Sato of Gamer Note to come on and uh, provide maybe a bit more balance because he had a very positive outlook on the game. So we decided to invite Eddie onto this cart mode show that we recorded. So... We recorded that show on Tuesday, two days after recording the original show. Um, myself, Eddie, and Joe, we talked for about an hour on, on Q1 games. The thing is, is that we recorded during Joe's lunch hour, so after about 20 minutes of heavy rain discussion, Joe had to shoot off, and we thought that would be enough uh, for that for that show. But thing is, <laughs> Eddie and I ended up talking for a further 50 minutes on heavy rain, really impromptu. We... we we're planning to close the show. Eddie just wanted to raise a question, and from there, this whole discussion spawned about my criticisms of the game, my my thoughts on on things like what my role was within the game, and Eddie's thoughts on what he believed the game was doing in terms of breaking conventions and challenging conventions and, and things like that. So there was this great, really impromptu discussion we had, or at least I think it was it was great. And uh, I realised that fifty minutes in that. I really wanted to use it and put it up for people to listen to because I, I, we were very keen to get Eddie's outlook. Like I said, he was very positive on the game and uh, I think he raised some really good points and, and argued a very good case uh, in defence of the game. So here you go. This is what you're going to get, this kind of extra segment, <laughs> another cart mode, uh, looking a bit further into heavy rain. I just wanted to thank Eddie for uh, presenting his case, for uh, hanging around and talking with uh, with me about the game so thank you Eddie you can find uh, more of him at, at gamernode.com otherwise here you go a bit more discussion on heavy rain I'm still having trouble with your with your question about this direction versus playing I'm not sure because I'm finding difficulty distinguishing between the two in such a way that it that it makes such a monumental difference so in that sequence uh, where you are playing as as Madison and about to kiss Ethan Okay. Right. In the in my head, I am I'm aware because of the way game design works, because of the, the transparency of this plot, because it's not fantastically written, which you know I think even you would agree there is the writing is not superlative in this in this video game. Um, you know there is a lot of signposting, which is way too transparent. You can mm-hmm. tell that this moment is crucial for whether Madison and Ethan are going to end up together at the end of the game. Now. If I'm thinking I want the happy ending, the, the ending where they're together, which, by the way, is the ending inferred by the the, the, the trophies as being the, the preferred ending. 
this is a you know the mm-hmm. the, the perfect ending. Everything everything's happy. Everything wins. Um, I know that I want them to kiss because that's the only way that that perfect ending will go. They'll they'll kiss. They go sleep together, and that's good. But if I'm playing as my character, because at that point I'm I'm embodied embodying Madison. If I'm trying to play as her, role play as her, there is no way I'm going to kiss Ethan, right? So there's well, this, I, no, not necessarily. Well, you say that there, you, there's no, a no, chance no, no, no. that she would, she may want to kiss him. Well, yeah, but if she, if I'm thinking what's, you know, you're asking me what my decision would be as her, right? Okay, yeah. You know, it's, it, there's no way. Uh, it's okay. my medicine. It's not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. in. Yeah. The way that you interpret the characters, that there's yeah. no way that she would do that. Absolutely. Okay. So, so my Madison may, I may accept that she might be tempted. She might get, you know, make the move, but she's never going to finish it. She's going to, she's going to pull out of it. And, 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 and as she did in my sequence, she said, "What, what am I thinking? It's crazy. The guy's going through stuff." Da 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 da. Um, if I, so there's that conflict between the ending, which I know is the, the the happy perfect ending, even if I don't believe it's the right ending. It's the it's the happy perfect win ending where they're together which I know I can get if I kiss him or playing as my character playing it playing as I believe my character would act in that situation and uh, pulling away from the kiss so it's the difference between crafting the story I want the right story or 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 the story that looks that are, that has been presented as, as the win the win situation the the happiest ending or playing as my character responsibly and saying uh I, you know what? I should make the right decision here and not kiss this guy. And I found that there were at least three or four times in the game because of the paths crossed by these characters uh, that that occurred where I had to sort of think: Am I going to play as my character, or am I going to choose the happiest way out? Um, and I found that a real problem because I'm not sure what am I, what is my motivation for making a decision? Am I am I trying to get the happiest ending? Am I trying to play as my characters responsibly? Uh-huh. Um, I can understand how you might not get that feeling. I, I didn't point. even per, like as I was playing. I wasn't even considering any win condition or a perfect ending. Well, this is what Jared so Newman it's, said. It's hard to jump back out and come back in from your perspective, but I I can see how that would cause conflict in what you're doing and potentially break the immersion in your experience. Right. I mean, maybe that's, that's a problem that if you, if, of the writing, you know, it, it, for you, you didn't see that problem. You, you were really t- totally involved in that, in that moment and thinking as my character, I'd do this and I, and whatever happens, whatever uh-huh. happens. But for yeah, me, it was all about the finality of these choices, like boom, right. done. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what happens. You're I in was the all moment. about seeing what happens. I want to see what happens. I'm not necessarily playing to win. Right. But this is, this is the, the thing the game seems to be for me the writing is not strong enough to make me think that there isn't an ending from there you know that that moment i know that moment's very mm-hmm. close to the end of the game for one thing you know it's it's about two-thirds three-quarters of the way through so I, i'm well aware that it's a crucial decision um and uh, i i'm also know that there are multiple endings i i i'm also just like i said you you how how game stories are Game stories are, in, especially in romances, are limited to actually in more than just games. In anything, movie, cinema, uh, for television, books, there are these crucial moments which define a relationship, whether you kiss or don't kiss. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I 
couldn't believe there would be any more complexity to that situation than whether I was going to kiss him or not in terms of producing an ending whether where Madison and Ethan are together or whether they are not together. So it was like I, I really don't think the game did anything for me to let to, to make me believe that mm-hmm. not everything hinged on this decision. Do you feel that maybe you're you're in a way conditioned too much by what has come before? Like by the general flow of video games and movies um i think that's a fair question i think that's a fair that is a fair thing like it's it's a lot of this to do with how games have presented a win you know win or lose situation that's the point with heavy rain i think it's really it's trying to push things in a different direction maybe away from these pre-established um, preconceived notions that we have about what we're supposed to do while we are involved with a video game. You know, we we all have um, maybe a gamer's intuition. You know, where you you just know that there's a hidden room up, you know, on this ledge or something. It's from playing a lot of video games we get this. And yeah, I understand that 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 sort of experience will lead you to think in certain ways. But I think what's great about Heavy Rain is that it challenges not only the player, but the medium to operate in a way that isn't the same as we've learned to operate. See, and I, that's one example. I, I, I agree with you to an extent, right? I think... Yeah. Um, Let's say the, the quick time events, right? If they were yes. as more close to the tech demo than we saw, than what we actually see in the game, where you have choices to make in the in the actual events, as opposed to button presses, you know, uh, visual cues. If it was more like, because uh, I remember that that sequence where we saw, I think it was Madison uh, in her house trying to escape someone in one of those videos, and there was like she had three or four choices at each point to make it seemed to me like there was a, there was a face button denoting each choice she could make so she could go up the stairs or or punch back at him or uh, run away or whatever so if you make those sequences more like choices then mm-hmm. at least you are suggesting that those sequences aren't about being one they're about what about where do i want the scene to go and mm-hmm. okay the player might still sort of think well i want to keep this character alive or not but at least you're not really presenting it as a as a win or lose situation because for me that really undermines the the the, the concepts the aim the, the 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 motivation for the player to believe that this is an interactive drama because and especially the the trophy design as well really lends itself for you to thinking this is this is a game to be won there is there is a right way <laughs> to be played to, to play through these scenes so like for example i i was so disappointed after that first scene because i thought that was brilliant i thought this is this is it I'm, i've been given a situation where i can get into this mock sword fight with my son and to lose is not to lose because i've made a decision that i want my son to win right. uh, so i i was just going you know i'm not going to press the buttons i'll I'll, pret- I'll i'll press a few of them so that it yeah. looks like I, i'm putting up a fight for him that's exactly how but, i played that. Yeah, exactly i thought that was absolutely brilliant at that point i was sold on heavy rain, I was like, "This, mm-hmm. this is it. This is, this is the game which is going to start changing gaming." 
um, you know, getting caught into my own hype for the whole thing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And 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 then every quick time event from that onwards, there was no, there was no benefit to losing the fight. So it was so obviously about keeping my character to survive. And yes, okay, you could argue the whole point is it's an interactive drama, and I'm supposed to get attached to my characters. But if you are if you are trying to combine an interactive drama, you know, these choices which do not necessarily promote right choices with something which is ultimately about winning or losing, then you are offering two different experiences at once to, to the player. And he, that's only going to lead to him start or her starting to sort of think, well, I can win the game. I want to get this point where all my characters are alive. If I want, you know, I'm, I'm, if you'll maybe, maybe it would have been a lot a better decision, right, with the four-player characters to introduce more negative side to all of them. Because so we, we, we know they have problems, but we don't necessarily... Mm-hmm. There's nothing to dislike about any of them. Like, Shelby is a very friend... Can be, a if you play him right, a very friendly, uh, seemingly friendly, seemingly sort of jolly, fat guy, kind of, you know, likeable character. Jaden, yeah, he happened to be my favourite character. Right. <laughs> uh, Jaden seems like, you know, he's, he's a bit high-strung, but he, he's very focused on justice. Um, right. Madison seems to be just someone who's got these these issues, but the first thing you see her doing is helping this guy uh, who's hurt. Mm-hmm. So we've already established that she's a friendly, nice character at least, and and even forget the fact that we there's this, is he the killer? Because it's obviously he's not the killer. It's just bullshit. It's so badly written. Um, like so, we know that we for the whole beginning of the game, we know that he's a nice guy because he's been playing with his kids, and right. so. You want these characters to do well, so you are ultimately promoting their interests. So you you are pushed into to ensuring that they have the best things for them, the best endings for them. And I find it hard to see how Madison and Ethan not being together is like not the best ending for them. I understand that it's not a bad ending when they don't end up because I I said not don't kiss and. She ends up writing the book and is very happy, and uh, he ends up happy with his kid. But the whole point is that it's the happiest ever after ending is the one where they're together. Surely, that that feels like the fairy tale ending to this experience. And that, I know that's oversimplifying it a little bit, but it, I don't think the game dis- dissuades you enough from believing that this is something you should work towards. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very it's fair to say that there should be more choice within the quick time events i think that would be an improvement absolutely um so you don't think that the choice to not succeed is a choice really at all in yeah. most of the later qte i mean unless you really are absolutely playing it from a purely a purely directorial stance of mm-hmm. i just want to see what happens if he gets killed here yeah, I, right. I, I'm just. It's it's entirely experimental, but unfortunately, the game is is. It, it, in some ways, it works against itself by building up very strong attachment to your characters. Uh, you know, you've, you. How can you not want to save Sean? Like, how could you not want as Ethan right, to save right, Sean? Right. There's no way that you can think negative unless you are trying to break the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I I feel like. It, yeah, I really think. There are the building blocks there, but it's just been ill thought out of how you how you make an interactive drama. Because in a, in, a, in, a, in any good drama, there's no just good and bad characters, right? 
there are lots of layers of depth to characters and you care about certain characters more than other characters and you you want s- stories to go in a way which suits one character not another but in this in this one it's all about saving this kid and all about these four characters doing well for themselves and there's nothing to find fault with any of them except these kind of layered on uh issues that they have which for half the game do not get explored properly like you know Jaden's whole drug thing is just really not explored properly Madison's paranoid arc shuffled under the mm-hmm. bed uh Shelby asthma I don't know what what is there to Shelby beyond his beyond some of his physical limitations and then with Ethan it's all over the top you know it's all these unbelievable blackouts where you they're pushed so far that you just know he's not the killer I could only I could only think in in a way that uh, that meant that all my characters got a happy ending. And hmm. I I that's a shame. I really I, it would have been nice to sort of maybe make me make my own mind up about the characters a bit more. I think it's like I I really kind of am jealous of you for being able to to because I think you've experienced something a lot which frankly you've you know like what Lee Alexander was saying about engaging with the game. Yeah, like it feels to me like you've accepted heavy rain at some point, and you've you 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 can see that there's flaws, but you've you've kind well, of certainly. agreed a, a, on this. You, there's a contract with it, like you kind of agreed, and and you're just at this point where you can you you, you exactly get what it's trying to do. Yeah, the thing is, it you you can't expect it to come out absolutely perfectly the very first time this is attempted. You know, this is the first game that really does this. Indigo Prophecy was a little bit of an experiment, and I enjoyed Indigo Prophecy as much as Joe said it wasn't good. Um, But it wasn't... I don't think the technology was really ready yet for what um, David Cage wants to do. And I think as a foundation of hopefully future Heavy Rain-style games, it does very well, and it's up against a lot. Um, It's up against all the conventions, you know, Mm. of video games. It's up against gamers themselves who may be unwilling to change the way they look at things that are interacted with on a video game console that may or may not be video games, you know? And I think that it may have to make concessions um, to make it somewhat gamey before it can go full tilt away Uh, from what we know. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. So you, you, you think it might have been too alienating if those quick time events weren't there? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of other ways it could have been handled, and I think that the quick time events are the least. I don't know. They're they're maybe the least gamey way to do it, you know, as opposed to giving direct control on all of that and giving you real time, you know, attacks and defenses, right. like like a normal game would. It it becomes more of a directorial thing, but. That's because that's what it is. It's you know it doesn't want to be a game. The thing with the thing, the the problem I I, I think then is almost in a statement of what interactive drama means. Like uh, 
interactive drama as a as a statement doesn't denote at what level you're interacting with the drama. Right. Because yeah. there are many levels you can interact with a drama. You can so be, Mass Effect Two could be an interactive drama. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I, I've done some work in an amateur play society, right? And right. I've I've been in that. I've been multiple roles for many different plays. I've been a director in one play, an actor in another play, uh, front of house in another play, just a guy watching on and helping from the side in another play. So, you know, you can always look. You kind of use that as a an analogy for heavy rain you could be the director of that whole thing you could be the guy saying this is a story i want to tell you could be Mm -hmm. an actor so you're role playing as one of the characters or in this case four of the characters you could be someone who's just watching and is kind of you know it's almost it's more directed which i think heavy rain was kind of trying to be it was trying to tell you a story but you are you're, you're interacting at a point so it's almost like uh the the point where i think heavy rain for me was trying to be with somewhere between viewer and actor. Uh, you are mm-hmm. you get certain control over certain things, but ultimately there is a story being told to you. Um, or you could you know you could be the there are so many different things you can be with this. Whereas with a game, ultimately you are the player. You are the guy. The story's told to you. You don't really get much usually much choice over a story. Uh, right. So it's almost like by. By being bold enough to say you're an interactive drama, which you know the very first trophy says, "Thank you for supporting interactive drama." There's no, mm-hmm. there is like no contention over what this is trying to be. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's it's bold, it's ambitious, it's confident in that it's a heavy, it's an interactive drama. It, it needs to be clearer about telling you what your role is in direct, interactive drama. I don't think it's it's fair then if it, if you're trying to say it's trying to provide a concession to the player to to make it so unclear to him or her what their role is in the interactive drama. Well, You're asking too much of them. Do you think that the opportunity to choose what role you're taking in the production of, you know, your final heavy rain product is like it isn't choosing like having the opportunity to choose whether to role play or to choose whether to direct the story that you want is that not a good thing? I mean, I th- I find that to be do you think a, do you think it's a very a good, good thing? Do you think it's a good thing for the first step? Do you think as because you you know in this argument where you know QTEs are in there as something to bridge the gap between game and interactive drama, so it's kind of say so, you know sort of say hey this isn't so different to what you've been doing before, you know there's still mm-hmm. this 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 gamey element. I think you're then you've got to make a concession there as well. You've got to be absolutely explicit about why the player. Is what who the player is thinking as when they're making choices? Because I've heard too many times now from from people who who disillusioned with the game that they just don't know where their interest lies, and it usually just comes down to I just want to see what happens, and I mm-hmm. think that I just want to see what happens is a is a it doesn't really suggest what your where your interests lie. It's mm-hmm. it's almost too unless unless it's like purely like a sort of noby noby boy type sort of experimental thing. I applaud, that's fine. That's good. But I don't think that's what they mean. I just think they just there's no attachment to anything there. They just want to. They'll do that, and what happens? Oh, there you go. Something happens. I feel like then therefore something's been lost. Surely this is not an interactive drama. Choice. It's just it's not an interactive drama. It's 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 uh, it's always. Oh, I don't even know what to call it when when you don't have a. <laughs> some kind of uh, specific interest in, in why you're making a decision. There has mm-hmm. to be a reason why you're making a decision. See, I, 
I just I can't I can't jump on board <laughs> with that because I genuinely like the idea and it's it's sort of a similar reason to how we viewed Assassin's Creed 2 differently. I generally like the idea of not being told what my role is or what I have to do in general. I think it's a good thing when when you have to, you know, the gamer has to go into it and choose what where their loyalties lie, you know, like what where their interests lie in the game. And if you make that choice and stick with it, you you get something out of the game. Whatever it is, is up to but, you, but really, based to. on that initial choice. But I tried to. I really did try to with Heavy Rain. I tried to think as a role player, mm-hmm. as an actor, the actor role. I'm going to act as each of my characters in each of those scenes. And I got burnt. Because at some mm-hmm. point, uh, you're, like I said, you know, I had to disregard the interests of one character for the interests of another. I don't mm-hmm. want to. That, that's not what I wanted from this at all. That that, that 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 removes attachment from one character, and uh, I, like I said, I think in, if you're going to do it that way, then you can't. It, the, I'm all I'm 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 all with you in terms of what you're saying, right? I actually I do actually agree with you that if you can make the player want to make that choice, and and the, the player can make that choice and it works, then you, that that is brilliant. But it, Heavy Rain is not the example of that where where it works because ultimately. It's too simple. You are mm-hmm. playing as four characters who are all working towards the same thing, are all essentially good characters. Uh, there are a few points where it conflicts, so it can't even seem to get that right. It can't even get the simplicity of all working together, a party of characters working towards a good cause. Uh, and there's no reason to work against your characters. So it's, it's, it's still pushing itself towards, um, A, playing as, a, as an actor, which you get burnt as doing, and and be playing as a player as someone trying to win the situation because there is something at stake. There's Sean, and uh, you know, there's unless you are a dick, you you're not going to let Sean die deliberately. So, right, I think that's pretty constant among anyone who plays. Yeah, is that you're going to rescue Sean or going to try to? So there's there's why would you work against that? And and I I just I can't. That's why I can't get on board with Heavy Rain because it doesn't it doesn't. It doesn't want you to work against that, and uh, it just for me that that lends itself towards something to to be won, something to win. Mm-hmm. As do the so. QGs. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I think Heavy Rain. One thing that I did like about it was that it allowed me to take part in both creating and resolving conflict within one con- complete arc because you are acting as characters who sometimes conflict with each other and you're you're you know you're you're making this peak in in the story arc where i don't know i'm not explaining myself well, no, maybe. no 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 i think you so get so focus on the idea of, of the first thing and, is, and resolving conflict. Yeah, you as these characters who are not necessarily working in synergy all the time, but can ruin maybe what the other is doing. And it's something that was done in Indigo Prophecy as well. You were working as a as a fugitive and police officers trying to to find him. Um, it. It lets you 
<laughs> is it is it about say for example the decision was in, in every rain to only play as Ethan do you think that in that way you don't get a proper feeling for the other characters in the game I think I would be less interested right um, in the game if I was just playing as Ethan does because... that make it less of an interactive drama as well <laughs> in this in, in this very game. game like if it was the exact same story and I was just Ethan yeah um, well, in this case, it would be a little weird because there's a lot of the other characters involved, so something would have to be altered f- to even make sense playing just as Ethan. Okay. Um, and I think, well, obviously you'd be more focused on winning, you know, on just being, because even that would, that would make winning the game the same as playing a character, because okay. his motivation is to win. Right. Whereas the other way, everyone else's, you know, the, all these different motivations um, don't align perfectly all the time. Sure. Okay. So, um, it would become less complex. And maybe I like the complexity of the the different characters interacting, even if the story itself could use a bit more refinement. Um, I still think that the the use of characters in such a conflicted way is effective for keeping me engaged. So I, I have a question then. Related. Ooh, you're right. I'm then. good. Okay. I'm not dead. You're not dead. Good. I was wondering if I was boring you to death. Um, so, <laughs> with, with, with all these conflicts I've talked about, right, it feels like to me that you're, you, you really like them because they challenge the way that you are thinking in that situation. They challenge you to think, well, what, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Where, whereas a game, it's ultimately I'm doing it because I want the best mm-hmm. situation. Do you think... Do you think um, you know, say this is this is not the the first game to be doing this. This is like the fifth or sixth, or whatever. This is some. This becomes an established genre, and uh, Heavy Rain is just one of many interactive dramas. Do you think then, if it's not about challenging the medium, it's not about challenging the player to think differently? Do you think it works fundamentally as as a as a as a thing that promotes attachment to characters and that promotes an understanding of what a player's role is in a situation? Well, yeah, I think it it um, attaches the player to characters. Um, as far as understanding what the player's role is, um, I think you have sort of revealed to me that it doesn't. Um, but I wouldn't say that that's bad. <laughs> I would say that having that choice is a good thing still. I, I feel like it, there's a, there's almost a... It, like Jared was trying to say in my comments, it, it, there's a grey area which is being well, delved into. Yeah, it's hard to make a clear-cut decision in Heavy Rain. You, you make many minor decisions about what you're doing at the moment. I think the game is very much about keeping you in the moment, and what plays out is whether you have become... You know, whether you have created one thing or another. You know, you can't just say, okay, 
having problems. Yes, Come okay, on. man. Don't worry. Do you want to... we'll, 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 we'll call it in a bit, because I think you need to go yeah. sort your throat out. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I saying? So, yeah, it's not like this this black and white decision like you make in a lot of games where it's like oh i'm going to play a good character or an, e- or an evil character you just make choices as a character and then the character is created out of your choices and th- that character's story comes together based on your choices hmm. so it's not it's not really like a, a checklist of things that you're doing and saying okay this is my character and this is what I'm going to do it's as it comes it's malleable based on what you do in each individual scene you see that I, I, I kept thinking of the sims mm-hmm. a lot actually when I was playing Heavy Rain um, of how I get I what I really enjoyed with the sims was uh, crafting my own stories out of uh, being this sort of kind of directorial aspect of it, you know, I I, I put in this character who's a a bit of a, a dick who likes to sort of screw around with people. Yeah. This this other uh, character who is very trusting, and then this other character who I don't know uh, l- likes to kind of flirt with other people, whatever. So you know, you've got yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm setting up this play and whatever, and I wanted, I really, really wanted to come to approach Heavy Rain like that. Because then I think that really does promote what you're saying about these grey conflicts. But I just didn't... Fit. I I really think that the, the, the simplicity of the story works against that. It doesn't... It If it... Like, I was, I, I'd hate to be a broken record, and I think, like, we, you know, ultimately I am going to end up repeating myself if we carry on much longer. Like, yeah. those characters needed to be less the predefined than they were, because they were very predefined mm-hmm. characters. Well, that's certainly something that can be expanded upon. I, I really like the idea of offering different paths based on player input. Um, for the QTEs. In, you know, for QTEs that could potentially <clears throat> lead them into different situations and provide the player different um, choices to be made at all. Like, not just making one choice or the other in a given situation, but having a different situation to make a choice in that could define that character in the future of the game, you know, in games, later stages, based on those choices. Because there was, there was always one really interesting moment, which is the closest to a, a quick-time event with a choice in Heavy Rain. It's mm-hmm. when, you have, when you're in that guy with all the crucifixes on his house, on his wall, sorry. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, that that scene escalates, and yep. uh, there's a point where he's pulling something out of his out of his jacket, and in that split second, you have the option to shoot or not shoot. Mm-hmm. That is the closest the game gets to providing a choice within a quick time event, because ultimately, you in that instant second, you can shoot him, and uh, if you do, he'll you'll you'll kill him, and he and he'll the, the other detective will go, well, he just had a crucifix. Uh, Sucks to be you. <laughs> Wait, he just had a crucifix. Yeah. Oh, he pulled a gun on the guy in mine. Re- oh, that's fascinating. Dude, he was holding the bad cop at gunpoint for a while, going into these crazy descriptions of how he was the devil incarnate. Now, do you think? And that- I tried to calm him down throughout the entire scene, and by the end, I had to shoot him. That is really interesting because, okay, at that. For my one, I shot him, 
and it was just a crucifix. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I'd be intrigued to know if you know we could end up pinpointing why you ended up getting a guy with a gun, and I got a guy with a crucifix. Whether it's just a, it's a it's a it's illusion, you know, that if I'd let the scene continue, he'd pull out a gun. Whereas if you know if you shoot him, it turns out to be a crucifix. If it's that simple, I'd like to believe it's not, and that something before has altered the course of events in that scene. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm convinced, but the in my point being that um, ultimately your decision at that point where he pulls something out, you have that split second, yeah. and it's and it's a choice. It's not there's no right or wrong here. Do you do you think do I protect the cop because he might shoot him, or do I let the scene play out and give him the benefit of the doubt and uh, you know, I wish I was more invested in in that scene. There were certain things that had gone on before, which just kind of put me off about that scene. Uh, just certain the way it, it transpired, I just it, it wasn't very believable to me. Um, as, especially the fact that I couldn't stop the fight early on. You know, I, I was just there going, "Hey, let off! Stop! You know, let him go! Shouldn't you calm down? Calm down now!" Mm-hmm. Whereas I was thinking, if it was me, I'd be getting in between them with my arms outstretched. And right, well, that's the thing. It wasn't you. It was this. Sort of bitch character, Jaden. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so it, it's it developed his character a little bit. Like you're shown there that you know he can be assertive at times, but in general, when it's when it's an important down to the wire thing, he's kind of a bitch. It's an interesting way of looking at it, in the, in the kind of way if you if you accept that your control, you you kind of acting as his as his thought process rather than as someone who's controlling him. He wants to get, you know, he wants to stop that situation. He just can't. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's that uncanny valley of player agency where I can do so many things in this world. Why can't I do what I would do if it was me there? Why can't it, it's like what again? It's it's a misunderstanding it's not of role. You. <laughs> like, that's that's the problem. The, the game doesn't. Not you. The game doesn't really effectively convey who you know what your role is. This is the whole problem. I, if I was, I, I like I said, I tried to role play as my characters. Um, and yet they're predefined in a, in a lot of respects, and that's that's a you know that's a kind of like limited role play, which is a mm-hmm. it's it, that's a bit of a, a misnomer, isn't it? Like what what is that if you're not really role, if you're not ent- ent- entirely the role of that character, then you're not really role playing, are you? Mm. But I do take your point. Well, if well you- the thing is, you have to stay within some certain boundary of the character, or else you could play every character in any way and it would be sort of impossible to put together a a solid story arc because you could break it so easily well i i, I get that you know what I, I mean i i totally get you and i i think you if you can get into that frame you're saying where you are understanding that it's the character who's limited not you that's fine but i think that's a failing of the for me, I, I I don't think that's a failing of me that I I couldn't think that way. I think it's a failing of the game for not con- conveying effectively the difference between having real or foil control over these characters mm-hmm. or, or limited control. I, I just it's it's a sort of iffy area which I think games are going to have to deal with, and I think this is something Heavy Rain exposes. My point being that I wasn't convinced in that role, but but I'm trying to get to the positive of I think this is that was a really great moment. That I had, this, I had this choice of do I shoot him or not, and I I, I really regret, I did regret my decision for all my lack of investment in the scene because I he he had a crucifix and I could have avoided that. I would mm. I just hope it's not smoke and mirrors. 
I just hope right. it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. he pulls out a gun if I if I because that would be a real shame. Right. <laughs> oh man, I hope not. Also, I don't know. I think I really just I let the game do what it wanted to do and went full like completely with it. I envy you. <laughs> and now now you've got me questioning whether that's even valid among you know the the however many hundreds of thousands of people who have bought the game like yeah I did that but did that just totally not work for everyone well I don't know I I wonder if it's me overthinking because you see all the reviews don't you and they're so positive so, yeah. you know where where is it is it that heavy rain I'm I'm not prepared to give as much as I I'm, I'm, I I if I was going to give the game a score right it would be something mm-hmm. like between 7 or 8 which is a fairly you know decent score mm-hmm. I'm I'm prepared to forgive its flaws but at the same time if you want to tell me it's uh, effective as an interactive drama I just can't get there because it wasn't for me but mm-hmm. there were so many like individual moments where I'm going wow I I'm really taken aback by what I'm doing like especially especially the opening sort of three scenes where yeah. you are with uh, playing as Ethan with his child. Just some of those, some of those decisions, some of those things you can do, especially when you watch someone else play through them and and they do it different, and you see very quickly how that changes things. Even though right. I, I don't buy Jeff Jeff's argument that it has everything has to matter deeply because that's not how life is. Some decisions right. you make are superficial. My breath having to stink for my wife, you know, <laughs> or yelling at me. Yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah, what... that would be that would be a novelty though. Right, like I, I quite like that. Irrelevant. You know that that point where Madison is treating Ethan's wounds the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I screwed that up completely, and what ended is up is that happened... where you had to choose with his chest and his arm and his. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I just, I just didn't do the commands very well. I just, okay. I was, I just screwed it up, and he, she didn't get everything done. What ended up, what ended up happening is that Ethan ha- has the bruises for the rest of the game, and he's stumbling around, and okay. Ultimately, it doesn't make a huge cause and effect difference in terms of what you can do as Ethan and what options are available to you or limited to you. But I'm still seeing Ethan going around, stumbling, clutching his side uh, in pain in a lot of these very nasty situations. And that not that in itself cause and effect? Well, here's a question, though. How certain are you that that didn't affect the things that you were able to do as Ethan? Fairly certain. From what I've read, <laughs> okay. I, I mean it, it's in terms of you listened and you talked to other people of what they've experienced throughout the game, and I, I get this impression that a, a lot of the butterfly effect decisions mm-hmm. are very superficial uh, okay. because there is a very directed story, right, that he needs to keep to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, we all know. I think you can infer by the fact that there are so many shared experiences in the main story that that uh, there isn't going to be huge differences to what you can and cannot do because otherwise the story would not work surely right it's too directed right but i do take your point like it's something i that's that's it's almost like i want to i i want to see behind the curtain that's my second playthrough of of heavy rain at the same time i feel like if i delve too far behind the curtain i'm really gonna get an even worse view Mm. of this game than i already have so i almost kind of want to Except that Cage says you should only play this one time and go. You know what? If I do play this only one time, then I, I can, I can not break it for myself as much as I probably could by playing it another time. Yeah, that happened to me with 
Mass Effect, the first one, right. with the decisions, you could, the, the things you could say, I found that no matter what, I was just either a nice guy or a dick getting to the same conclusion in almost every conversation in the first Mass Effect. I still haven't played through the... I, 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 we, when we had the show on Sunday, we talked about what game is out there that really disproves Roger Ebert about player having authorial control over a story. And, mm-hmm. other, and, and uh, there was a bit of support for Mass Effect 2, which mm-hmm. really, you know, because Bioware obviously do such, such strong work with RPGs, but at the same time, I I can't help thinking that, you know, that's still very similar to Heavy Rain. There's a very directed story, and uh, the illusion, excuse me, of choice is still surely there in that game. Um, I, I, I think the best example I heard from the, the suggestions we had on Sunday was EVE Online. Because you give the oh, player yeah. full responsibility of the of the story, pretty much. Right. I think that's a that's a. I'd like to believe that there will be that will be the the game, not even online, but that that will be the game that disproves Roger Ebert. Is the game that where full control of the story is given to the player, and that ultimately the player has, it's it's within the player's responsibility to tell a story, because mm-hmm. then and only then does the player feel obliged to tell a good story uh feel like they could because it, all all of it is on them uh they right. can't blame anyone else for that being a bad story right but i don't know yeah i think that the mmo is the place where that's going to be able to happen if anywhere um well i mean maybe first and, yeah. and then followed by uh, offline stuff. But the MMO just sort of lends itself by creating a world with tools and and just making everything totally emergent yeah. as opposed to directed. I think the one the one thing I infer from Heavy Rain is that uh, I don't want to make a, any more big, broad-sweeping statements about uh, how to do it and how not to do it, right? Because I feel like Heavy Rain, for all... For all it's creating so much discussion that I can have an opinion on it, but I'm in no way going to say this is wrong and this is right because it, there's so right. much to talk about and there's so much to, to learn from what Heavy Rain does right and what it does wrong and to, yeah. to, to, to see how different... Like, you know, we've had such different reactions to the game. Uh, so um, I'm not so, like... I, I'm really not willing to... As much as I'm going to argue my case to say that I'm I'm objectively right about it. I, I, I feel like this is my viewpoint and, and it's it's as valid as your viewpoint. Whereas sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when we when we have yeah, discussions, yeah, no. you know, I'm I feel like I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> you know, or the vice versa. I feel like you you prove yourself right and I'm wrong. Yeah, I think this has been a a better look at the different ways you can receive a piece of work, you know, in this medium because I, I hadn't even considered many of the things that you said and I don't think you considered uh, uh, as much of what I said definitely not Um, so it it was good but I think that that's a good thing about Heavy Rain and it doesn't necessarily have to be objectively good you know video games don't necessarily have to be objectively good as long as they reach a particular audience that that connects with what is trying to be delivered um, I think that's an important takeaway from Heavy Rain uh, and as a start to changing what's available on video game consoles from just, you know, traditional game experiences. It's it's definitely a very important piece of software. Oh, I, I, I absolutely agree. What I will say is that 
it would be it would be so much easier to get to that point to reach that point of acceptance of heavy rain if it didn't if it didn't work against itself in so many things mm-hmm. like, like the poor writing and and yeah. the, the, some of the design decisions regards voices and the, all these big plot holes which uh it's such a shame because you feel like it's been in development so long like why didn't someone think this through if, it almost comes across as, as arrogance actually mm-hmm. which is is a great shame one thing I would like to say before I have to run away, and I don't mean to like make it a final thing and then have to go, <laughs> but I think not necessarily from the standpoint that I didn't connect with it, but I see where it could be good, and I can't say that it's you know a, a nine out of ten or whatever. I think a lot of criticism um, for this game from a few things that I've read and of maybe a few other games that try to do things differently is not only a resistance to change or a resistance to doing things um, in presenting something different for the medium, but I also think that sometimes critics want to prove how good their taste is and how, <laughs> how, how good they are at criticizing. Okay. And I find that the resistance to a lot of games that do things differently comes out of that. And I'm just going to... I'm going to let that... that I that's a, yeah, I think that's a good... Let, let our listeners read between the lines. And uh, <laughs> if, you, if you have listened to this extra segment, well done for you because this is, we've been... We didn't even intend this really when we started off. For this to be an entire sort of extra thing, which I'm I'm still working out as as we record of how I'm going to actually format this and present it to you guys. But uh, Eddie, I'm, we're going to have to record two endings because obviously we've got to record the ending to the other show. But thank you so much for doing this extra discussion on Heavy Rain with me tonight. No problem. It was my pleasure, and I hope that. I could at least give some perspective on a way to like this game <laughs> after <laughs> your last podcast. I, I think we've achieved the balance. I think we have. Uh, so well done. Okay. Yeah.